Welcome to the Profitable Nomad Couple Podcast. We're a show about growing your online business and enjoying a location-independent lifestyle, all while strengthening your relationship with your partner. We are Austin and Monica, a husband and wife duo who run our business remotely so that we can travel the world in constant search for adventure, good food, and new friends. We are here to share practical tips and tricks to help and encourage you wherever you may be on your digital nomad journey. All right, let's dive in. All right, what's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Profitable Nomad Couple Podcast. We are so glad you're here today, and we're going to be tackling a really important topic that a lot of digital nomads have to face at some point in their journey, and that is the topic of loneliness. Yes, loneliness is a big topic in the traveling space because when you are traveling, you're you're voluntarily leaving your community, you're leaving your support groups, the people you love the most, close friends and family, most often they're not traveling with you. So it's it's common to feel lonely and feel like you're missing out or feel like you just miss being with these people that you love. And first of all, we want to point out in our experience, when you are experiencing loneliness, it's not necessarily that you're missing the events or that you're sad that you're not there for a specific event. Typically, it's it's not the events we miss, but it's the people and the community that we feel like we are lacking. Yeah, that being said, I do think doing big events, family and friend events and holidays are tends to be the hardest time as far as feeling lonely, questioning why you're there. In our experience, we've had several people who don't understand why we choose to w- live the way that we do, and they kind of take it as more of a personal attack on them when we don't attend events or gatherings with them instead of realizing that we chose this lifestyle for us and not necessarily to avoid hanging out with them. Yeah, that's definitely true. So hopefully there's not too much of that in in your situation, but we we want to point out that feeling lonely is not necessarily bad. It's not like it typically has this negative connotation and so we do everything we can to avoid feeling lonely. I don't think that's how we should look at it. I think loneliness is a symptom of how much you care for people. If you didn't care for anyone else, you would never feel lonely. You'd be totally content being out in the world all by yourself. But the fact that we love and the fact that we have these deep connections with other people and then miss them when they're not there, that's why we feel lonely. And so think of it more as an expression of your love and don't think of it as a negative thing. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about how we can start building a community around us everywhere we go so that we can always feel um, that deep sense of connection with people as well as maintain those connections that we, we may have been, that we may have left behind. Um, and, and a really big part of creating a community is about your focus and your mindset and way less about the physical location that you happen to be in. Yeah, so we're going to help you make that mental shift, you know, th- that paradigm shift so you can feel less lonely where you are. Our first thought is you can take people with you on your travels and that doesn't mean you're stuffing them in your suitcase or buying them a plane ticket to sit next to you, but take them emotionally or symbolically, take them with you. Like every person you meet, you're going to be able to learn something from, you're going to have experiences and memories with them. You don't have to give those up. Take those things on your travels, hold those things in your heart, and no matter where you are, you'll be able to feel them with you. 
Yeah, definitely take the time to allow yourself to be changed by the people around you. In preparation for this podcast, I was thinking about our digital nomad journey and my personal digital digital nomad journey and the people who have affected me. Just a couple to name a few. Christina and her selflessness has changed the way that I I look at serving others. Um, Tarushka is was so in Peru. She was so good at at knowing people's needs, anticipating them, getting to know them, and then putting a personal touch on it and making sure that everyone felt seen and heard all the time. And I try so hard to be more like these women. I met a young man in in Paraguay. His name was Victor, and he for me was an incredible example of sacrifice and uh, family values. He and his siblings were really close. And he and his siblings had a different perspective in life, a different moral compass than than his parents did, but they still loved each other and he stayed true to his values. So we have tons of examples of people like this who both Monica and I feel like we would love to exemplify and be like them. And every time we travel somewhere, we meet somebody new just like that. And and we do, in a sense, we, we take the time to notice and then we carry them with us and we always think about them. And we remember fondly our time that we had with them and and hope that we get to see them again someday. But in the meantime, we allow their influence to continue to play out in our lives. Another really good suggestion we have is to take the time to meet other digital nomads, to build a like-minded community of people who love to learn and to travel and to experience the world just like you do. This has really helped us, especially when we have times where friends and family don't understand why we haven't decided to to settle down and necessarily and, and have a family kind of in the more traditional sense to build ourselves up with other like-minded people so you feel less out of place but then you also are surrounded by friends who just are supporting you and so excited about your journey and excited to connect with you. The great thing about being a traveler is travelers generally have this great reputation for being very friendly and for being quick to make new friends. So that's a, definitely a big perk of being in this space. Um, you can find some great group trips where you can go and you can go on a retreat with a handful of other digital nomads. You can find people on Facebook groups. There's dozens of Facebook group communities out there where you can connect with other people who are traveling and make great friends with them. Yeah, another really good place where we've um, found that we've been able to meet other digital nomads is just out and about. Whenever you're out, we made a whole big group of friends from Israel and when we were in Guatemala at a nature reserve. So just be open to, to activities. Keep an ear out. You'll always be able to find the travelers. And like Austin said, typically travelers are very friendly and good at bringing you into their circle and really just embracing you and building a community up around you. Another really important thing to help you combat loneliness is to reach out to the locals wherever you're at. And this is such a big thing for us and I. We really believe that the point of travel is not just to hang out with people who are, are just like you with similar backgrounds, but instead to seek out people who have different faiths and different cultures and different backgrounds and and to really learn and grow from them. And so there's a couple different ways that we've put together that, that makes it easier to reach out to the locals. Sometimes it can be a little bit hard with um, a language barrier. And so a really great thing that Austin and I have done and found that works really well is to learn 
some phrases in the local language, at least please thank you, excuse me, where's the bathroom, that kind of thing. And the more you show that you are genuinely trying to learn the language, the more that people love that and will resonate with that and they'll be able to help teach you the language and they'll they'll realize that you actually care about them and their people and their culture and their way of life and not just the place where they live. Yeah, man. The really interesting paradox about meeting other people outside of your home country when you're traveling is they're so different from you. Their language, the food they eat, their traditions, and the way they celebrate things. But paradoxically, the more you discover these differences, the more you're also going to discover how similar people are. And that will help you feel less isolated. You're going to recognize people have the same fears as you. People have the same dreams, the same hopes, same thoughts. And so you'll find out you're not as alone as you might feel as you start reaching out to locals, learning their language, connecting with them on that level. We also recommend that you ask for recommendations. Ask the locals the best places to eat at, the best things to see, the best hikes to go on, whatever it is you enjoy. Ask them where they would go if they were to go do it. And then they're going to give you some great tips, some great suggestions. We recommend you do your best to follow through with them and to go check out those places. And then come back to the person if if it wasn't a stranger, if it's someone you know a little bit more than someone you just meet on the street, meet up with them again and tell them like, hey, man, I went to this awesome hike that you recommended and it was so great. I'm so glad you told me about it. Um, it's going to show them that you really valued their input and their suggestions And then now you have a a commonality that you can share and talk about in the future. Yeah. Some of the coolest places that Austin and I have been to have been suggestions from locals. And I think we should do an episode about how we tend to plan our trips with some planned spontaneity and what that means. Yeah, definitely. um, Yeah. So stay tuned for that because that is so fun. I love love trip planning. It's my favorite toilet time hobby. But (laughs) You can find a lot of great places on Google, but there's a lot of places that aren't going to show up there that you'll never know until you talk to people. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, we we really think it's important to take classes from locals. And this is such a fun way to, to spend some good time with them, to learn more about their lifestyle and to share, make some shared memories with them as well as with, with you and whoever you're traveling with. Um, so cooking classes, dancing classes, language classes, histories, tours, crafts. There's so many different kinds of classes that you can take. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a formal class setting. Some of the coolest experience that I've had is just watching a woman weave on the street and just saying, hey, do you mind just explaining to me where you learned and how you learned and what you're doing? And then, I mean, I can't sit down and start weaving after that class, mm-hmm. but I feel so much more connected to her and I feel so much more appreciative of the artwork that they're creating. Yeah, you you might worry about feeling silly asking people to share about this stuff that they're doing, but in our experience, people love sharing about their craft and they love teaching what they're doing. And so I wouldn't feel too too hesitant or silly talking to people because they're going to want to talk to you. Well, and I think that's just basic human nature, right? Like everyone likes to talk about themselves and their story and and share lessons and stories and feel special. And the more you ask people questions, the more they're going to feel special and feel like you have a genuine interest in them, the more they're going to open up and share. And the more you're both going to walk away with a sense of connection and friendship. Monica and I took a cooking class from this woman named Anita in Guatemala. And the really cool thing about taking this class from her was, I mean, first of all, we got to learn about how to cook traditional Guatemalan cuisine. We learned how to make tamales and a couple other cool yeah, side dishes. Traditional Mayan cuisine. Mm-hmm. 
And so, I mean, that in and of itself was definitely worth going to this class. But on top of that, as she was teaching us how to cook these things, she would tell stories about her childhood. She talked about her parents and when she was a little girl, how they talked to her and how they treated her and how they encouraged her to find ways to make money and become an entrepreneur. And she told us about her whole journey becoming a tour guide. And so more than just learning how to cook, we got a glimpse into the life of a child in Guatemala 30 years ago. And that's so incredible. It's just so cool to see how people lived or how they currently live and how they, how they grew up. And so that's why we recommend taking classes from locals because you get more, you often get more than just what you pay for in the class. Absolutely. And along with that, be really curious about the history of the place you're in. I think especially from a United States point of view, we don't realize how recent some of the conflicts were in these places, how recent it was that colonialism ended, how recent civil wars were, civil wars were, <laughs> and things like that. And so be really mindful to, to take the time to learn about the history of the place that you're in so that you know when to be respectful of certain things and certain memories. You can know why people act the way they do, and you can get a lot of really good insights into the place that you are in. Yeah. Going back to this idea of shifting your mindset and creating a new paradigm, Monica and I are very strong believers in this awesome quote that I found that says, family is built, not born. Family is what you make it. And if you're lucky enough to be born into a family that by blood, they know how to be a family and they care about you and they share values, that's awesome. But that's not the case for everyone. And the great thing is that you can create your own family wherever you go. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You will meet new people on your travels and they don't have to stay strangers. I heard this quote the other day that basically said, strangers are just friends you haven't met yet. So go out of your way to talk to people and make them part of your family. If you vibe with them, if you share values, if you feel like you can trust them and then you get to know them better, make them part of your new family. A really, really powerful way to do that and to transition from from strangers to friends and then to take that step to family is by sharing a meal because food is such a big building block of community in almost all cultures. Everybody loves food, you guys. Yeah. That's our secret. <laughs> so we have had beautiful experiences where we've shared Thanksgiving dinners with, with our Guatemalan family, or we've brought bread to complete strangers who end up being great friends later down the road. And so food is a really, really easy way into someone's heart, especially it's so fun to, to share food from your hometown, from your culture, from your uh, country, and to say, look, this is what we used to eat. And then it's fun. You'll often get some reciprocation and they'll be like, look, this is what we eat. Like, let me teach you how to do it. And you can have a beautiful cultural sharing experience that just came from a simple loaf of bread or a simple meal. Yeah. I remember when we were planning our Thanksgiving meal with our friends in Guatemala and we were talking about the, you know, traditional Thanksgiving meals. You have mashed potatoes, you have yams, the the candied yams with the marshmallows, you have the turkey with the stuffing and the jello. And a lot of these things are like, what even is that? Like, you can eat it that way? Like, I never would have thought to put marshmallows on yams. And for us, it's like, that's just what you do. So a lot of these meals were very strange and unique for them. But then 
I mean, the alternative was they ate things that we weren't used to. So that, it was just a fun experience to swap those with them. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. And it was so fun. I mean, they've heard a lot about Thanksgiving, you know, and since we were in Guatemala during Thanksgiving, we were feeling a little bit of that loneliness, a little bit of that pull towards home and the family gatherings and the customs. And so then to take a a step outside of ourselves and realize, wait a second, we have this opportunity to create home, to create this holiday experience. And our Guatemalan family was so excited they to loved share it. with us. They loved it. We we don't want this to sound like you have to totally forget about and disconnect from your family back home and just jump all into your your new location because it's still important to stay connected with friends and family. Technology makes this easier than ever. Uh, you don't have to write a letter in the mail and then wait for a month to get to them and then back to you. You can <laughs> a face month th- would probably be fast. <laughs> That's true. You can FaceTime them, you can text them, there's Google Meet, there's Zoom, there's all sorts of platforms to do this on. And so we say take advantage of that. Call your family once a day if you need to, call them once a week, call on holidays and and stuff like that and stay connected. We don't want you to feel like you need to forget about them and, and learn to get over it. Like You can stay connected with people back home. Yeah. And when you do have the opportunity to go to events, go. You know, if you have the opportunity between trips to go to a friend or or a family member's wedding, if you go, it's going to be so much more special because they know that you've taken the time out of your busy travel schedule to go and attend that event. And you can continue fostering those relationships. Here's a secret tip for you who are aunts and uncles out there. That's how you stay on top of the favorite aunt and uncle list is you go on travels and you go on trips and you're not there all the time. And then you come back periodically, you hang out, say hi. And then you're more of a, a novelty. You're more of a novelty <laughs> to the kids and they love it. Yeah. Well, and it's fun because you bring all this great energy into the kids because they haven't worn you down yet. <laughs> and so you go and you, you rile them up and you play with them and you have a really good time. And then, you know, about the time that that they start to wear you down, you leave and you go rejuvenate and then you come back and you bring that energy back to them. And it's, it's so fun to have that that title of favorite aunt and uncle. So secret tip, that's how you stay <laughs> on top, guys. Another thing you can do is, and this one's so fun, you can invite your friends and family to come stay with you. If you are on a trip in Thailand and you're there for three months, invite your best buddy to come hang out with you for a weekend or invite your parents to come stay with you for a week. Not everyone will, chances are a lot of people won't because of traditional work schedules and family and stuff like that. Not a, not everyone can always take that time off to come, but you might be surprised at how many people will take you up on that. We've had lots of friends and family who we've invited and they ended up coming. We've had both of our parents come stay with us in Guatemala. We've had lots of family and friends come stay with us when we were in Oregon, which, I mean, that's a lot closer to a lot of friends and family, but I think you'd be surprised at who comes. Yeah, I think we touched on this in episode five, maybe. So we talk about um, we talked about how when you step out of the box and start taking ownership of your life and start traveling and and making decisions for yourself, it invites other people to take a look at their lives and reevaluate their priorities and start going for for their own dreams as well. And inviting them to come stay with you is such an easy way for them to start taking advantage of that fact that they are the authors of their lives. And so it's been amazing to see how many people have taken that step to come stay with us, you know, allow us to to get to know the community that we're in a little bit more and then come stay with us so that we can introduce them to the culture and to the people. And then 
it allows them to build the courage to continue chasing after their dreams and redefining what life is and redefining what they want their life to be and how to make it that way as well. So it, it's super fun to watch that that change in other people as well as you invite people to come travel with you. Yeah, we have plenty of family who would never travel if it weren't for us. And the cool thing about our, our situation is we can travel to a new country, we'll stay there for a month or two and get to know it and get to know transportation and good places to see and all that stuff. And then our family feels more comfortable because they know we've been there long enough to show them around. It's not like they're jumping into a totally new environment that could be overwhelming for them. And so it's a really easy way to ease people who want to travel but feel nervous about it into experiencing a vacation or a trip that they otherwise wouldn't go on. Yeah. So to sum up this whole theme of, of this episode, we really want you to take take the time to start looking at travel as a gain and not a loss. You are gaining and creating a family all over the world. You're not losing out on friendships, on on relationships with your family. You're gaining family all over all over the world. And it is such a marvelous, awe-inspiring, life-changing thing to happen as you continuously expand your family. Thanks for listening and sticking around to the end of this episode. We really appreciate you being here. If you're interested in starting and growing your online business so that you can live as a digital nomad, then grab our free list of online business ideas to help you get started. You'll find it in the link below. See you next time.